Welcome to the Going Deeper section of 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Cuba. In this sixth and final episode, he goes into more depth on the importance of regaining the lost concept of discipleship. Okay, so if the church does not disciple society, that's a fact, an evil fact, that society will disciple the church. Okay, and the last thing, and I'm going to say very little things about this, is the Great Commission. Discipleship is something that we have underestimated to. The same thing that we have done with the concept of the kingdom of God. I remember the former president of Food for the Hungry sent me a book that blessed me very much. And this book was about the discipleship process that the Methodists used in the past during that England awakening. One of the stories that I liked most is what happened to John Wesley, who wanted to make this kind of work at the beginning, but he was frustrated because it it didn't work. So he decided to become a missionary, and he aborted a ship and went to America. But in that boat, he found a big community of Moravians. And those Moravians were still practicing old tradition of Christianity, which was the discipleship. He never saw it in action, but in those months, and even when they landed in the east coast of of North America, he was really impressed, the amazing machine of this culture of discipleship, where everybody was disciple, little children, uh, women, men of all ages. Everybody was connected with someone, but they were very much um, watching how the life of all people were developing in a real Christianity. And he saw, he found the real thing. And then he decided to go back to England and start this amazing movement of of discipleship in England. And I think that's the key. And, And the guy who writes the book, he said something amazing. I mean, I still have it in mind. And I said, yes, yes, this is, this is an incredible truth. He said, you know, many people see that period of history and they try to find out what does uh, this uh, Methodist movement thought, what, what were their teachings, which is a natural question that we can do. But he says, no, no. He says, it is not the content of the teachings. It was the method. And he said, the method was the message in itself. And I say, wow, that's amazing. I mean, Christianity is not a teaching. Christianity is a method. And if you use it, the whole content will be in itself, just like that. We don't need to make great theological debate or teachings. It's just something simple. Get committed to be re-educated. And that's what I've seen in these materials of principles of this curriculum of that uh, Daryl Miller did, which is the development ethic. And it's a principle-centered curriculum. And I say, okay, that's fine. Work is sacred. But if I am not disciple to practice that, if I don't take a discipline, because that's what uh, the Bible says. Do you have faith? To your faith, add discipline. That's what the Bible says. And to this discipline, add knowledge. And to knowledge, love. 
and it goes as, as, as escalating. But the first thing is without discipline, and when the, the Apostle Peter says that, he refers to the discipline that soldiers, Roman soldiers, had at that moment. I mean, Christianity is a militant movement. It's not a, a nice thing to do. If you're not militant in the kingdom of God, you're not a Christian. That's it. You may admire the Christian faith, whatever you want, but you are not a believer. You are not in the kingdom of God. You have to, to be militant because the devil, at least in the United Nations, he has great soldiers. <laughs> they don't stop. They are every day trying to put lies in society while we have to put truths and to bless our nations. So this is one of the, I guess, is one of the greatest lost of Christianity in our times that we don't disciple our people. We are, sometimes we are too careful. No, I don't want to say many things at, at the pulpit because I don't want to bother these nice people. If I require something, they may jump to the other church maybe where they are required to do anything, you know, and things like that. When I say militant, uh, well, of course, I'm not talking about the military, but what I'm saying is, is, is to take a commitment that is equally important. I remember that reading that book of John Wesley. They said that a pastor in his movement had three times during the day, eight hours to sleep and rest, eight hours to do their family things and work, and eight hours to preach and to study the Bible. And they were called Methodists because they had to be accountable of that. And if they fail, for instance, they had to start the day saying, I'm going to do this and this and this during this hours. And if, and if they fail doing something, they had to repent. And they had to be very uh, honest with them. But they did not allow, uh, didn't allow people, you know, to be just, just to neglect things and not to say anything. And not, not to do anything about that. Just, okay, that's fine. You were tired. Okay, forget it. No, no problem. They didn't do things like that. It may sound sometimes cruel, but times are that way too. If we are going to win a war, that's the way we, we need to act. We are in war. This is a serious war. I, I want my children to be successful in life, serving God. I don't want them to be contaminated. But to live in a world with dualism and with postmodernism at the same time is one of the toughest things you can, you can face. You know? And I say this to, the, to my audience sometimes. Look, if you think that the church is spiritual and home is not spiritual, that's going to affect you psychologically. You are not going to serve God at home. And when, what's the problem with that? Your children are the problem. Because I'm sure what you do is you say, okay kids, let's go to church. And you take them to church on Sunday. And they are not dumb. They, they are probably in, very intelligent people. And they will hear the message, they will see everything, they will see a, a world where people want to do the greatest things for God, and they will see you there praying and worshiping and, and giving money and doing good things. But if you go to your house and you show you are different, you are not the same person because when you get home because God is not there, you are just watching sports all day or even wrong things or screaming your wife or 
not being nice to people. I don't know. But if they see that you are not the same person, they, they will know it. Probably people at the church won't know it, but you are doing the most destructive thing because what's going to happen with the child, he will be frustrated and will, he will think that Christianity is not true because they don't see it in you. And no matter what the pastor can say, he won't be convinced. And have you seen families where parents almost drag their children to the church and the children are rebellious? Have you seen that frequently? Yeah, that's because they saw it, that at home. It's very simple. It's a very interesting and natural psychological reaction. Because one of the things that by design inspires more in a child is the faith of his parents. I mean, a child doesn't need to go to church. It's enough praying with them and it's enough helping the poor with them. It's enough doing things for God with him or her. And then he believes. But if you are the type of people who think that going to church is going to convince him, you're wrong. That's, that's not the biblical model. If you read the Old Testament, you will notice that the biblical model is that you are the spiritual leader of your, of your son. I remember I met with a teacher of a Christian school and we spent a long time talking about this because I was teaching about biblical worldview and then he asked me to spend some time with him and he told me it's been hard for me as a teacher to keep this inside myself but now I see it clearly because I go to church and I see the parents I know the parents of all my children I know them they seem to be nice believers but the children are just awful they hate the Christian faith they hate their parents. They hardly can hear about God. And I always wonder why. They never understood the reason. If you live a existentialist Christianity, that's what you're going to get. If, and if you don't disciple your people, that's what you're going to get. The problem with Christianity is not to have achievements like constructions or growing numerically. The, the problem with Christianity is if we are able to pass our faith to the next generation. If you read the Bible, that's the point. If you do anything but you are not able to do that, you completely fail. And worldview has a lot to do with this. And that's what I remember that my kids were motivating, reading a lot at home. And I don't know how one of my children, where did he get this book? But it was a nice book written by a, a Jewish man. And the book was on the table. And what I read in the book, the title, at the end it said, A Jewish man does not consider himself a Jew until he can see his grandchildren walking in the ways of the Lord. And I said, wow, that sounds amazing. I mean, faith is not doing things at church. Faith is doing convincing my children that God is alive, God is real. If they are going to see a powerful God, they will have to see it with me. I mean, of course, many things happen. I never learned Christianity from my parents, not at least the one I, that impacted my life. 
But if we read the Bible, we're going to know that that's the way the Lord wants us to do. So I always wonder why I met the Lord in such a powerful way, away from home. And now the next generation of kids, they don't have that experience. They don't have it. It's just uh, that uh, revival is, is gone away. And we are always praying and trying to, f asking God to send a new revival. And after many years, I guess if God could talk to us in this way, He would say, you don't need a revival. Now you are there. You teach them. Because by design, if the child can see you live in the Word of God, he will become a strong believer. The plan was not to make revivals every generation and in every person. That would be wonderful, but it's not the way how it happened. Have you noticed that? Have you heard that there was a great revival at that time? But everybody now don't believe in God. But that was a problem. We enjoyed it. We lived it out. But we didn't know that we had to disciple our children with the same energy, with the same grace to create a culture with a worldview, with a biblical worldview, that will transcend generations. Thank you for listening. Here's a question you might want to ponder. Talking about discipleship, Arturo says, Faith, or the Christian life, is not attending and doing things at church. Faith is doing things to convince my children that God is alive and that God is real. If they are going to see a powerful God, they will have to see it with me. Is this your starting point as well? Thank you again for listening. This completes the Going Deeper section of this Worldview podcast series with Arturo Cuba. If you found this podcast series helpful and would like more resources, we invite you to go to our website at disciplenations.org. That's one word, disciplenations.org. There you can sign up for free courses, download ebooks and articles, read our blog, and subscribe to our newsletter. God bless you.